I hate both of you. Okay, I've been recording. recording. His name sounds disgusting. We're on a podcast. I hate all of you. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome back. Old old books podcast. We read old books and then we talk about them. It's a good name for this podcast. I know, right? So apt. So apt. (laughs) Um, I'm Ariana Vasquez, co-host. Sitting beside me is Esteban, co-host. Hola. And... Joining us, co-host Dennis. So happy woof, I got a promotion. Woof, woof. Yeah, well, you know, if you join us long enough, you'd be co-host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All so you have to do is take a two-hour ride from, from Brooklyn. That's it. But couple, like couple regularly. Times, you know, a couple couple times and in the year. Yeah, like precisely four times a month. <laughs> That's right. Read a couple hundred pages. Yeah. You know, but technically I'm, I'm cheating. I'm not, I'm not really reading. I'm being read too. <laughs> like a fat baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're currently reading uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, I am. We are. Uh, we're going to be discussing chapters, roughly chapters fifty through chapters seventy or so. Yes, so I'm at chapter okay. seventy-eight. Chapter seventy-eight. I am too. Okay, so the last episode, I asked you for your thoughts. I'm mm-hmm. going to start it off with this one, Esteban. What are your thoughts? What do you, uh, what do you, first jump in for this? Don't what? start coughing, or clearing your throat. I was clearing my throat. Last time we've uh, we've seen the count, mm-hmm. you know he's he's in Italy with his friends. <laughs> what happened? You know, <laughs> Dennis is laughing. I don't know why. We oh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we we start getting introduced to his weave. Of agents, yes. I'll call yeah, them. Yeah. Um, so as we remember, we were at the carnival, and uh, our friend Monk, Monk, Franz Monkref, Mon, who? Monsef. Yes. No, Albert Monsef. Mm-hmm. Albert, that's the one. You know, he 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 went to Italy because he wanted a special event. Yes. Little did he know, his entire trip was basically planned by the count. Again, this is why I say the Count is Batman. I don't know, man. So I like I like reading that particular little bits and pieces because everything about that chapter, it's like the guy wants to meet a girl and he happens to see a girl and this girl happens to be in the carriage nearby him and she happens to tell him, show up in this place by yourself. And then it turns out it's not a girl, it's a boy with a wig. Gender is a construct. And a knife. Yes. Knives are constructs. Yes, the yes. knife is definitely not a construct. <laughs> well, it is constructed. And, you know, sometimes and, with a full tank, some with that. Uh, and he's kidnapped, and now, now they let him send a letter to you know his his friend. You know, hey, uh, so it turns out that uh, chick was a dude, and they want some money. Turns out Luigi Vampa's a thing. And uh, oh, yeah. So the, earlier in the in the chapters, they're told about this infamous bandit. And now he's being held captive by the infamous bandit he didn't believe in. That's right. That's because bandits aren't a thing. Nah. Except that they're a thing. That's that's kind of shocking. It's like, man, I didn't think you were real. Can you please not point that gun at me? You know what I like, though? I like um, later on when the Count is at Albert's house. When he finally arrives at France, he arrives 
um, right to Albert's door, and they're having a conversation, and he's like, you know, these people of France are so keen to see the robbers, you know, like when they see someone getting stuck up or like robbed in the street, but they have such a hard time believing that bandits could exist. Can you please illuminate like what the bandits are and tell them that they actually exist and that you saved me from it? Is it's very true. It's like you look at certain things, just like, oh, this is definitely, you know, I can see it with my own eyes, so this must be real, but, but that's not true. That can't be that that thing that happened way over there. That that can't happen. I think also because the people of France are so used to mischief coming from their friends and family members, that they probably don't have to worry about strangers, you know, causing them trouble because their family members are doing it. Mm. You know, like in this story, we've we've seen that you know the people that are causing you the most trouble. Uh, Hell, the main character's biggest problem is that some guy wanted his girl and was willing to... Frame him. Yeah, frame him for it. Yeah. Frame him for treason mm-hmm. and put him away for for life just because he wanted his girl. And if and he, the only way he could do it is make him seem like a criminal so that she wouldn't kill herself so he can get her. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, people from, you know, people from France have to worry about... Strangers coming after them, mm-hmm. you know, lurking in the dark, yeah, trying yeah. to take things from them. It's your family members. It's gonna be your, you know, your father. It's gonna be your. It's gonna be by your own people. Yeah. Your homies. It's you that know. guy you know. You think he's looking at you funny? Cause he is. <laughs> but before we leave Italy, uh, when he gets saved, Albert is sleeping. And when he explains his reason for sleeping. Because, you know, they show up and the the Luigi Vampa, the head criminal, is just like, he opens his door and is like, oh, this dude's asleep. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm used to kidnapping people and they're crying in the corner, w- waiting to, and this guy's just like, oh, why did you wake me? Yep. I was having such a good dream. And, like, even the Count's like, oh, well, oh, well, this this guy's awesome. And he later explains, he's like, well, I'm a Frenchman. We are not supposed to be you know, thrown off course by these kinds of things. I, I am great. I must show my pride in my nation. And I think I'm like, in, if I'm in that situation, am I worried about my pride? I don't think so. It's like, there's a crazy Italian guy outside. That's the whole point, right? Like, later on, he tells he tells friends, he's like, no, I was definitely scared, but I can't let them know that. I'm like a pride, proud Frenchman. I can't let people know that I was afraid of Luigi Vampa. Be like, no, no, I'm afraid, bro. Be like, uh, unfortunately, I'm Dominican, so all we got is platanos, homies, so you kidnapped the wrong, bro. Those are hard. Okay, I have a question you, you for you. You can this. really hurt somebody with a platano. You can, <laughs> especially if you boomerang it at them. Yeah. Okay, so the conversation where we first realized that Valentine and Maximilian are a thing, right? They're having a conversation by the gate. She sticks her little finger through the gate, and he's professing his love, and she's just very quiet. I had a hard time reading that because it was like, I can't really tell if she actually is affectionate toward him or if she's just, like, receiving these praise but, like, not about it almost. Uh, and then it wasn't until later, like, the fourth or fifth conversation they have and finally she's like, fine, I'll, like, I'll disappear with you if I have to marry that man. Like, I'll leave with you. And I was like, all right. So I guess she actually does really love him. How did you guys read that conversation? For me, it was weird because, again, it's like, He's like, just stick your finger through so I can kiss it. I was like, well, that's just creepy. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, like, oh, the whole hand. And he's just like slobbering on her hand. Yeah. It's like, ugh. And, and then as we're learning about their relationship, it's, it's literally been through this gate. Mm-hmm. Because she lives in a home with, you know, 
her family. Well, she's Dunglas. No, no, no. Procure. Procure Duhois. Duhois. She's Duhois. First child from his first wife. Right. So, so he, here's here is her life. She's living in a home with her creepy stepmother, who we learn has an affinity for uh, chemicals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Poisonous chemicals. Yes. Uh, her snibbling brat Edward? of a half-brother. Is it Edward? Is that his name? Edwin? Edward? Something like that? I can't remember his name, but he always angers me when I yeah, read anything yeah, about well, him. Yeah. Well, you hate children. Yeah. <laughs> but he's particularly loathsome. Oh, no, I'm not saying he's not. Oh. But you also hate children. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so loathsome children will be even more loathsome. True. Um, and then she's... The only person that she has affection for is her completely, utterly disabled grandfather, who who's the only person who shows her affection through winking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's her only connection to the outside world, of, out, the world outside of his head. Right. So, you know, like... Yeah, but still. You God, know what I picture? So, God forbid she oh, burns the dictionary. Right? So, the way I looked at it, I was like, I kind of wonder if she does have affection for this guy, other than he's giving her a source of love that she's not getting at home. Like, she doesn't yeah, get praise. Genuine, yeah. She doesn't get any of this. Her mother died. Her her grandparents on her mother's side live in another part of the country. Her father clearly doesn't give a shit about her happiness. Right. So. Also, if you like, if you've noticed from the book, and I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it, it seems very, they, Dennis, they all seem very Dennis, cold to you the... You gotta be sorry to interrupt. I know, but it just seems What's this discussion? they're cold toward the, the, the females of this book. Yes. You know, like they're commodities. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like uh, I gotta get this chick out of my house so I can get her dowry. Well, not from... only that, but like I need to make sure that I'm establishing these strong connections with other houses. Exactly. And it's like, and, like uh, immediately as soon as he meets um, the the fake Italians, he's like, well, maybe maybe I'll marry her to one of those because they have more no, money. No, that's Dunglar. Oh, you're right. Ah, this is fucked up. So many characters. Yeah, there's a lot of characters. They're all douchebags. They're yeah. all douchebags. All of them. So can all we talk about? Can we talk about? Talk about senior, talk senior, about. what's his name in the wheelchair, and how he totally fucking had that letter. Oh my god, that was incredible! I was like, I was going through that part, and I'm like, oh, no. So you can already see what's what's coming, and you're like, oh shit, this dude's about to read the whole thing. So a bunch of people die, mm-hmm. and you know, um, Morel, mm-hmm. he he he's convinced this lady to run away with him. Yeah. But then she's not showing up, so he freaks out and he breaks into the house. Moral million, maximum, maximum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And eventually he finds out about all the tragedy. Mm-hmm. And the old man promises him, I'm going to save you guys. And of course, he asks the same question that I was thinking as I'm going through the chapter. How, how, how is a guy who can't talk, walk, anything but blink, mm-hmm. going to save us? But he just tells him, don't, don't act rashly. Well... He blinks at him, don't act rashly. <laughs> and I got you. Mm-hmm. And that next chapter, every line was just... Oh, so good. So good. Because um, you learn earlier in it that this guy, Noitier, her grandfather, was a... Um, Bonapartist. Bonapartist. Yeah. Who murdered somebody. That's all we know. And it turns out that the person he murdered is the daddy of the guy that mm-hmm. this guy's trying to marry the daughter to. And just... Not only that he has a letter confirming that he murdered this guy, but he has the kid read it. 
It's like, read how I killed your daddy. And then the homie's like pacing in the background. He's just like, what is this letter? What's going on? What did he do? Well, I'm sure after it starts when it's explaining like, in the general, he's like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he can't interrupt at this point. No. Well, Noatoye is all it was obviously some sort of kind of scandalous character because the reason Edmond is even in prison is because of a letter that was being sent to him. Mm-hmm. To him, yeah. And that the procureur is actually, you know, trying to protect his father or himself and his ambitions from the ambitions of his father, which mm-hmm. is, you know, to bring Napoleon back to power, which is now he is back to power. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. Yeah. He literally did some notorious shit with a letter, and he still has some of his plans undone by another letter. Yes. Yes, it is. It's like karma. He's, yeah. That guy's going to hate letters. Dennis? Yes? Do you have any highlights? Anything that you um, were, like, very keen to talk about? I enjoy and am saddened by, like, the woman, the woman in the story because it's like they have these actual romances. Mercedes, you mean? Yeah. Like Mercedes and that, like, Well, I'm still with, like, I'm still, like, because the book is kind of going slow for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm up to 70, you know, chapter 78 right now. Yeah, we're, like, right around that area, yeah, too. Yeah, but it's still, it's just, like, I want them, like, I like even when they're in the same room together, uh, Edmond, the Count, or whoever he's playing right now, mm-hmm. and Mercedes in the same room, and he, like, won't even take a peach from her and won't explain uh-huh. why and stuff like that. And I'm like, she obviously has some idea that this is Edmond. Like she, you know, like she's, mm-hmm. sta- you know, I'm sure she's, you know, staring at, you know, story, you know, was staring at the guy for the longest time, and you know, like, it's like, I, I, you know, like she, she, she know her man, something. she know yeah. her man, yeah, and she really, really wants to get, you know, like him to, like, commit to that. She kind of, you can kind of see, she wants him back, even though she's married. I think it's at this point I read it more as like a, she wants affirmation. Yes. To her suspicions. Yes. Not that she wants him back, but she just wants to verify. Like, yeah. I'm like 90% sure that, that this him, dude yeah. is, is, why won't he eat in my house? Yeah. You know, what's going on here? Yes. Uh, that, that's why the, do you guys think you won't eat in the house? Oh, well, I wouldn't want to eat in my enemy's house. I mean, he's eating at Dunglar's house. Oh, that's true. I, I never thought about that. But I don't know. really, Dunglar is not as culpable as what he's taken, what was taken from him. By Morsef. Morsef, who is actually... Um, the deliverer of the letter? Well, yeah. But Dunglar invented the thing. What was the thing he got... Like, of his life, he got a, kind of gotten back. Mm-hmm. And he gotten riches because of it. He's rich now because of it. Right. Um, but the one part of his life he hasn't gotten back... Is the lady. Yeah, like, I've got my freedom, but I don't have my woman back. Mm-hmm. And I think he really wants um, his enemies to pay... For his, you know, like he was on, it was his wedding day yeah. when he was taken from her. And now she's got a child and she's married to a total douchebag. Mm. And I'm not eating your peaches, dude. <laughs> peaches. Keep your, keep your grapes. grapes. But, uh, yeah, but it's her that's growing them. Like she's the one that's giving, like taking the time to grow this garden where they have their grapes and their peaches and stuff. So she's offering him. Something that she's really spent time and attention and, and love mm-hmm. growing, and he outwardly refuses to eat it. So I really don't know why. I'm... Well, she remember she asked him about who he is and if he's married. And mm-hmm. He goes and explains this whole like, well, I went to war and there was a woman I loved. She went and married someone yep. else. So she 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 asked that question. Have you forgiven her? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. she knows. Yeah. She knows definitely. That's one of the things. Um, <coughs> 
because I have to look up images and because uh, I do the social media and so I'm always looking for art and images and stuff and so that I can share them and I, I usually see like little like pictures of like the book where they include like a quote and there are a couple of quotes that I've come across and I can tell that there are conversations between Edmund and Mercedes later mm-hmm. and I'm just like it's almost like a spoiler but it's it's really interesting and it kind of gives me like reading quotes I can't help it. I have well, to if you've seen the space. movie, you're like waiting for it to see how how the book and I the movie lines up. I haven't seen the movie. Up. I ain't seen the movie yet. I was looking for it in the. How uh, long are those movies? They're or, they're regular movies. They're like an hour and a half. They're not. Because I feel like there's so much. But they they compress they, them very well. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure about yeah. that? Well, I've seen the movies. So all I've of got, them? I, no, no, just the one. Uh, there's more than one. Well, no, there is. Oh. But but we're definitely gonna check out the movie, and possibly because. Uh, during her research, our lovely, oh, yeah. our lovely lady here found that there's an anime. Yeah, there's oh, an the anime. Count of Monte Cristo? Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Supposedly it goes a little more supernatural than, you know, the books, uh, but still. Yeah, like he's actually blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm uh, surprised the Japanese, this isn't a Japanese story. Because they, like, like, not Japanese, the, uh, the Koreans do a lot of high drama. Oh, God. And, you know, like, and revenge yeah, stories, revenge yeah. Revenge stories, yeah. yeah. We could do a whole other podcast of like we oh, watch movies, movies I haven't seen and movies I just saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely could. <sighs> so much work. Um, okay, <laughs> I feel like I don't know. This whole chunk of book is evading me. Like, like a lot of stuff well, happened, but it's like all much stuff now. that I don't. Well, the the problem with this chunk of book is he's setting everything up, and you can see it. You're mm-hmm. like, <gasps> yeah, they're trying to bottleneck us toward the end. The few chapters that we read. From seventy to seventy eight, we start seeing a lot of this just come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we start we start seeing it come to fruition. Um, for instance, we get reintroduced to our good friend Kararus. Yes, yes we do. you said you're at seventy seventy eight. Seventy eight. Yeah. Where are we? Yeah, seventy eight. So then you know the whole Kararus thing. Yeah. Oh, well, you make it sound like you don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're talking, because you said from 50 to, like, 70. Are we going all the way to the 70s? We're, cut, we're talking what we're up to. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Gaspard is a douche. Um, yeah, he is. I didn't realize that it was he that, um, what's his name? Uh, ba, what's his name? B.A. Bastion? Ben- no. Benedetto. 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 Yeah, like, when they first start talking and they're explaining... Got a roost with the red scarf and all of that, or the red bandana. I didn't know who it was until they finally said, like, oh, got a roost. Oh, he's so slimy. He's like, oh, my friend, my friend. He's so happy to see me. Well, that whole thing. I immediately knew it was him because of the red bandana. See, I missed that part, I guess. Um, I thought so, got a roost, you know, meant slime. Oh, yeah. It does, basically. It sounds, it sounds like slime. Yeah. Because. Like French Nickelodeon or something. Uh, Once he gets the diamond and him and his wife. Kills That's the right. jeweler, and the jeweler manages to kill his wife. He wraps all the money and all the stuff in a red bandana and around his head. In my mind, I'm like, "That's a horrible way to carry a giant ass diamond and all your money wrapped to your head." But okay. And that's that. That's the one thing that stuck to me about that scene. I was like, "Wait, this dude literally wrapped his life onto his head." Yeah. And then broke out running. But we haven't. They haven't said exactly what he did with the diamond yet, right? No, um, they they technically did. Didn't he take it somewhere and get it? Didn't he get cash for it or something? No, no. We all got to the point where 
Caterus is uh, breaking Cat-ta-us. in, breaking into someone's home. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes. Cool. Amazing. Uh, so as you guys will soon learn, he uh, he gets his comeuppance, but during this interaction, the Abe mm-hmm. explains to him like, "You were given so many chances. Right. You got the yeah, diamond, that part. and then you went and killed the jeweler. You ran off and you got caught. That's the only reason. That's right. That's the only reason the guy who's working for the count now got released, because his story was confirmed when they caught Carus." So he lost the money and the diamond. By his own hand. That's By right. his own hand. And then, what the Abbe is mentioning, and you got a second chance again, is because, remember, at, when he got caught, he was already working with Benedetto. And Lord Wilmore showed up to the prison and said, I will release two random prisoners. And he happens to pick Cadarus and Benedetto. Again, showing us that, no, the, 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 the Count, he, he, he plots. He plots every inch of it. Yes. Every inch of well, it. Well, let me ask you this question. If you were sitting in a uh, cold, damp cell for years, uh-huh. what, 14 years? 14 years. 14 years. <laughs> Excuse me. What the hell? I can't help it. So if we're sitting? For 14 years. Wouldn't you think about how you get people? Well, get remember, people? he wasn't. He Especially wasn't. after, while sitting in jail for 14 years, you realized, oh, crap. They um they did me dirty, mm-hmm. and I know exactly who it is. I mean, there wasn't the whole fourteen years because he didn't realize the Abbe Ferrer didn't help him through that figuring out who it was died, until yeah. just before he died, which is right before he got out. Mm-hmm. Which is at that point he then now had the skills to start thinking and planning this. Right, but he yeah. did spend several years once he escaped jail, building his characters things. and doing the things. So he did yeah. have time. To really well, say he has significantly more resources. Before yeah. he was just a simple sailor. He was Popeye. He was <laughs> trying, to, trying to get his olive, trying to get his olive oil, and uh, now olive oil is living with Bluto, <laughs> and he's got revenge to get. Oh! You found a cave full of spinach. That's right. That whole scene, I haven't gotten through it, but the scene where oh this the the shit, what's his name? They call him in for questioning about the situation that happened uh Fernand I think no no friends uh, well no um Monsef Monsef right so the Senior. scene where they so they call Monsef uh into a room for questioning because of the whole situation with what happened with Ade and her father and that whole thing how did you what did you guys think about that scene where the count is translating between Albert and Ade, and that whole story of everything. Without like, don't you can tell you can ask questions, but only to me, and I'll translate. Don't say who your family is, and then he tells Ade, don't say the name of the general that did the thing. Just leave that part out. Well, that that was one of the scenes where it showed me like, oh, this sneaky bastard. Mm-hmm. Because he was in that moment, he was playing two people. Because some people might read and be like, oh, he's just trying to keep secrets from um, from Albert. Mm -hmm. But he's also playing Ade. Because she has already seen this guy's father when they went to the... um, Mm -hmm. The theater. The theater. But I don't think she knows it's this person in front of her's father. Right. So he's trying to keep them both in a place of like sharing information, but not the very big thing. Well, I don't... 
I mean, she practically fainted when she saw this dude sitting in the chair. So had he, had she found out who she was talking to, there's no way she would have been able to keep her composure. I think it was just for the point of like keeping her composure while she's telling the story to him, and that's it. I don't think she, he was actually trying to like keep anything from her. It's just a matter of like, I don't want Albert to suspect or know anything about the woman that he's actually talking to. Right. So to keep her cool. He's got to make sure that Albert doesn't share his family name so that she doesn't wig out, like, right there. Like, <gasps> I'll kill you right here and now. You, you, the whole thing. Oh. Do you think Aide knows the greater plot of Ebon? She must know some of the, something about it because she, he keeps telling her, your time is coming. And then she shows up to the court trial. I don't think she does. Um, one of the things, the scene earlier when he's talking to her, where he's basically begging her, to go outside. Like he wants her to be part of France. Like he literally tells her, go check out the plays. Read their newspapers. And that, I think, was the important part. Read their newspapers. Because if you remember, what triggers all of this is an article. Like they don't even name the officer. They just name the situation. Mm-hmm. Which trigger Franz... Not France triggers Albert to, to challenge challenge his friend. Duel. It's like that is ridiculous. For honor, he's challenging his friend, and I I really appreciate his friend. His friend is really solid. Because that was, in my opinion, that's like the perfect way to answer someone who's super hot headed. He's like, "Will you retract it? I will retract it if in three weeks I find out that it is false. Mm-hmm. But until I find out that it is false, I will investigate it." That whole scene was really perfect. interesting for me because I feel like. I always I would never go to anyone assuming anything was false. Like I'd be like, "Why did you print this?" "Oh, you don't know who printed it?" "Okay, can I ask them why did you print it?" "You don't know if it's true or false." And then I would I would never go to duel someone before verifying for myself for the exact reason that happens to him. Homie shows up and is like, mm, "By the way, I'm really sorry, but this shit is true." I would rather be the one to find out on my own than have someone come tell me. And then that whole conversation could have gone entirely different way like you came and challenged me, and my article was right, so... Well, it's not even just that. It's the thing that this guy, the, I don't remember his name, his friend's name, the, the reporter, he literally tells him, he's like, besides you, who on this planet could figure out that that officer is your father? Completely different name. I think it would depend on how good of a uh, fencer you are. Well, that's what he's like. I know that you're good at certain things. And in certain things, we're like an equal. But you have to give me time to train up. So I could beat your ass. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that works that way. Well, that I was I don't weeks. think you wait for a dude to do push-ups to get stronger. <laughs> so he can punch you in the face harder. <laughs> for you to possibly lose yeah. the competition. I think I punch you now. <laughs> and we see what happens. Well, the three weeks wasn't for him to actually train. is because he... I'm just saying what happened was I punched you in the face. <laughs> and because you wasn't ready for it, I went. Too bad. Like, he That's literally... Right. He traveled all the way to Greece. Asked all the questions. Yanina, I think it's called. Yeah. Got all the people. He came back, he's like, Yeah, your daddy's fucked up, bro. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next day, they released the follow- following article. No, no. Another newspaper. Oh, that's right, because they refused to. Yeah, he he's like, I know the truth, but I know how much it'll hurt you. I'm not going to refute the first article, but I will not print what I found. Which, again, is like, 
that's for a reporter to be like, I will not do anything further. Mm-hmm. That you 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 have to understand. That's amazing. It is also maybe not back then. No, I don't know. I feel like I think it comes with the if territory. Kat, if it had been Katarus, Katarus would have. Oh, Katarus would have been like, I'm selling this story to everyone. Who would like to pay first? I will add extra details that don't even exist. And here's a picture. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> well, I just mean now that now that you know honor is not a thing we deal with now. That was very important back then. Whereas now, it's like how scandalous can I be? Hmm. I also think it depends on the culture too. I don't yeah. think all cultures are like that. Like if it was an American, it would probably be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe not necessarily for like other cultures. Yeah. But yeah, that once it gets printed. And then, then it's like, the first guy you came to threaten comes back to you like, yo, homie, it wasn't me, but check this shit out. <laughs> and he's like, uh, this shit's going to hit the fan. And then they start doing the detective thing. It's like, who did this? Who could have done it? Who who do I, who have I angered? Who did it? And they go into this, and then the, the guy telling him the story. And it was a great story. It's like, the story's in the newspaper, and the whole everyone's waiting in the courthouse for for his father to arrive and they're like well what do you have to say and he was his content was pretty good actually he was like you know what I'm good he shows up I got paperwork I even got the guy's ring because he trusted me yeah I ain't got nothing and then some it's always that guy who shows up uh yeah there's there's someone who wants to talk about this and they would like to talk in front of everybody (laughs) and he was just like because he, he didn't think there was anyone who knew anything. Like, yeah, bring him in. And then she comes in, and you know, it's like... And then he's sitting there, and they're saying, like, his complexion is green because he's so, like, crazy. And, like, he still tries to kind of, like, put up a little bit of fights. And every time she counters with, like, something worse, she's like, yeah, it's that man with the big-ass scar on his hand. Suddenly his hand is in his pocket. What scar? <laughs> my ribs are itchy. Now nah, I can't move my hand. <laughs> So what did you think of the conversation or the end of the conversation between Gadarus and the Abe? Oh, it was great. Did you get to the end of the conversation? I don't think I did. Oh, well, then never mind. We can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. It's good. Oh. Well, too bad. I'm not going to spoil it because it's good. Yeah. Okay, I think we're going to take a quick break here. Stretch our legs, get some water, do the things. Cough a lot. Cough a lot, please. Cough off the mic. And then we'll be back. See you soon. Benini. Uh Hello, we're back. Um, we've used the bathroom and done our things, and now we're back. And Esteban, Esteban is over here looking up some names. Yes. Uh, because I was very, I was keen to hear your opinions on the whole scene where uh, the Count goes to some place, some far-off place, and has a message misdelivered stating that somebody was going to be oh, leaving. From the, from the telegraph. Right, the telegraph. And then Dongla misses a, hun- a, a million. Less than a million. 700,000. 700,000 700, francs. francs. And then he goes and has a very particular conversation with his wife. Yeah. I was all about that conversation. Well, it was it's, really it's good. Very simple and very, you know, very understandable. We have an understanding. Yes. You handle your money. That's right. When you make me money, you get a piece of that money. What I don't want to happen <laughs> is you mess up my money. And right. when you mess up my money, I'm going to get back my percentage. I love the fact that he's like, according to my calculations, I have given you XYZ amount. 
And so it is only fair that now that I've lost, you owe me X amount. I was like, oh, damn. And you're going to pay what you owe. Yeah. And then he goes, yeah. Well, Well, what I liked about the conversation is up until that point, every conversation where she and he are in a room, for instance, oh, there is a fire somewhere. We're going to hold for a message from the FDNY. (laughs) So every other conversation... For instance, he sold her horses at one point. He, like quickly too. Yeah, like he, they were like the most beautiful horses in 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 Paris. And he can make a buck. He's like sold beautiful white horses. And mm-hmm. she talks down to him like he's a little insignificant man. And he's right away talking about like I'll find you some horses That's just right. as pretty. Like he she caves was, right. almost immediately. She was like, "You sold my what?" Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that was those best, fastest white horses you ever saw. <laughs> Like he and he, you just you just gonna get you ain't even tell me yeah right what He's, do you mean they ain't ready I wanted them yesterday oh and these horses gonna show up with who <laughs> so he's that guy at the mall holding the purse yeah and happy about it like that's he, right but that's not who he is in this conversation uh uh-uh. oh no it was so good he put his foot down on her throat that's right she holding the purse now hold that bitch <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like you're like. Like the way they described everyone's reaction, because her friend is there, and like, mm-hmm. and like, and it's the banker friend, the one that keeps offering her stock right. advice. And he literally, like, he looks at him like home, and like, yeah, you know, you you can go home, no disrespect, but you can go home. That's right. And homie's like thinking about saying something, and he's like, you know, I can go home. <laughs> and then he like he's like he's so like like taken aback that he like bumps his shoulder on That's the way right. out, and he's just you like, ain't got to go home, but, but you, you can't stay there. here. Yeah, so you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. It was, I enjoyed the turn. And he's like, I let you do what you want. I don't ask you where you spend your money. If you offer advice, I give you a cut of that. You say that you're sp- taking your money to to do these things. I don't care. You're messing with my money. You better pay. And if you don't have the money to pay, you better get it. I was like, was, oh, that was really oh that was shit. Really That's so good. I love Oof. characters like that. You can see that being somebody's monologue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, that was a short scene from the, the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, better have my money. <laughs> <laughs> you right. Yeah. Uh, so there was that um, really, really wonderful yeah. piece there where he gets mad about the money. Uh, and then, and just also watching, like, all of his, all of his chips are just... Short message from the NYPD. That's right. All of the chips are kind of, like, failing him now. He's like, he's expecting money from this place. And that doesn't happen. He's expecting money from there. And that doesn't happen. And so now, what might have been a million francs would have been like, yeah, you, you fucked up. Like, don't do this again. But now he's in this situation where he can't afford to... Like, he's been losing for a little bit. And then they have that whole conversation. The oh. count and he have that conversation. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you're talking about the same one where he t- the count is telling him, I need unlimited funds. No. no was that not the count? That was the count. Okay. But he's... And that was when they first meet almost. Because yes, he has right. a letter from the bank. Yeah, yeah. Saying, um... From I recommend s- that you get... Several give, banks. From yeah. several banks saying, bankers usually don't say you have unlimited... You should have unlimited credit on me. Uh-huh. Why would you need that much, you know, that much money? What What are you buying that you don't know that, you know, like doesn't have an amount, you know, right. you know fix the head of it? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just be able to tell me what you need and I'd be able to give you that? Right. He's, he's like, like, well, I just need it unlimited. 
Yeah, and he's like, at the first amount that he quotes him is like, what, 50,000 francs yeah, or something? something. Like he's like, why would I ask from you when I carry around his chump change every day? And then proceeds to pull the money out of his pocket. Yeah, he, he really big boyed him, and I think that was so great. No, but that conversation he has... When they first meet, and he's like, well, I can't, he's like, I don't know why you wouldn't give me what I ask. It yeah. must be me. Yeah, I, I love the way they kind of go back and forth. It's like, with, like, when somebody's making sense, it's like, well, if you just ask me for the money, I probably have the amount that you need if you just tell me what you need. Uh-huh. And the other guy's is like, well, if you so broke, <laughs> that um you can't you don't want if under, you have to ask that you, you, ask, can't, you afford can't afford it. it um so i said unlimited so that means whatever i say you better give me that money because That's all these I bankers want. all these respectable you know, you know people in society said i'm worth it mm-hmm. said i'm good for it so why are you giving me and so then he much? tries to like eyeball the signatures on yes, their fines yes. and he's like are these really real exactly, like, that someone actually why would bankers actually say you know, you can have, you can have all the things. Like, what do you need? What yeah. you buying? What you and, want? And like, because everywhere they go with the count, it's like, yeah, I bought that too. Yeah. Yeah, them, them horses your wife had? Mm-hmm. Those my horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and when when you needed them back because you so broke? You can since, have them. Since you so pussy with by your wife? Um, yeah, you can have them back. For free. For free. For free. <laughs> yeah. Just and they're going to be better than when you got them, from, when, they, when they gave them to you. No, 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 no. Remember, he says, he's like, they might be dangerous. Oh, that's true. Because that's, again, another setup. Yep. Yeah, because he has the horses come right. I wonder how he did it so fast. Because he had the horses for, like, a day short or amount yeah. of time. Well, he probably noticed that they're not... The reason he purchased them is, like, they're not tame. Mm-hmm. And when she, she wanted them so badly, he's like, oh, opportunity. He's like, okay. But they were they were tame enough to be trained to... Because I, I fully expect that he probably had the horses trained to do something crazy, like... He had a friend on a corner do something, and that 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 like caused like a trigger. Right? Yeah, yeah. triggered the horses, but they it was such a specific route that they would have to go in front of his house, so that um, what's his name, uh, the Nubian would like Ali. Ali would like catch them, and then he could like be the guy that saves the damsel in distress. Well, not only catch them, I loved it that that he's like, all right, he'll take your horses back to you. And they were like, no, but those horses are crazy. And Ali's just like, and the horses are just like, okay, and they were watching this like. Wait, how, how do you do, do that? Yeah. Magical Nubians. Magical Nubians. Yeah, they're cool. I want to know one. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Like, these, these these tricks he's pulling on these people. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, all your stuff, I make it better. Uh, all your money, I got more. <laughs> I'm just handing out diamonds. Like, really great ones. Like, yeah. not even just, like, cloudy, small oh, diamonds. Like, Huge diamonds. So, very clear. <laughs> he's so much of a flaunting person. Yeah. That when he's explaining to these guys about the special drug he has for himself to go to sleep, and he takes out the quote-unquote flask. It's not a goddamn flask. This guy took a jewel. Yeah, it was was a hollowed out. It was one of the most beautiful specimens on the planet of this jewel. Hollows this shit out and makes it into a bottle. Yep, like a little little pill case. Yeah. And he's like, the other one I gave to somebody some king somewhere. some king to put in the crest of their crown or their sword or something and i'm just carrying him around my weed in it pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much could right. you imagine and they're all like looking at it and they're more fascinated by the the pill right. jar instead of the pills cuz they all wanted to see the the drugs and then he's like wait what's what's that gym for and then no, there's the whole uh, there's that whole conversation seven. with with the count and the lady where he's like Oh, yeah, I take these pills, they calm my nerves. But if you give just a little too much, 
it could be poisonous. And then he goes on to explain the entire process for like how you could build up tolerance for a pill and get to a point where you can take a dose that would kill somebody else. And then we're watching people in his house dying and then they blame the girl. And it's like, well, that's crazy. I th- that- what? You got there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think he, he, he expected oh, the wife to, to want to murder people. Yeah. I just didn't expect her to do it so... Brazen? Well, not even brazen because it's brilliant. Yeah. She's murdering people in the proper order mm-hmm. to make it look like it's the girl who's just trying to get inheritance. Because in her mind, which cause this, I haven't gotten to this part, but this is what I assume. This lady's assuming if this girl goes to jail because she murdered all her parents, who's left to get the money? Her son. Oh, yeah, Ooh, that's true. I didn't think about that. that I didn't think about that. that but that, that's that crazy. motherly poisonous love. And just like, uh, just like, um, Albert's friend, the doctor, when he's standing there telling Dongla, is it right? No, um, I can't with these names. Yeah. Uh, Procureur. The Procureur du When he's telling him, he's like, I know poison when I see it. And I've seen it twice in your house. And it can only be the girl. And let me give you these very logical reasons why. And you can't fault the doctor because, you know, it, it makes sense to him. He's like a, an unbiased party, like observing these things. And he's not, but but the procureur does because he notices when he's looking around the room, and then his eye lingers on the wife, and he's mm-hmm. like the shadow of a smile wow. on her face, and he's just like, this bitch killing my people. I was like, oh shit. I but mean, the doctor's good. He's like he stepped out, and well, the dude gave an explanation. Doctor said I said nothing at all, and then like basically left and was like, Let's I, I appreciate to you guys. what the doctor said. He's like, listen, let's bring it to a court. Let's do the thing. I mean, you are an officer of the court. Let's do this. And he's like, no, I can't. He's like, cool. I won't say anything, but I'm never stepping in this house again. I will not be part of what you're doing. Because most likely, he's like, if I follow suit from what's happening, you're next to die. Why is there only one procureur? I, I don't think there's just one, but he's like the highest ranked. Ah. He's been in the office the longest. Like he's like head DA or whatever. Head, right. You know. And like his first wife, remember, was... The, the daughter of, like, these nobles. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, automatic, like, instant promotion. It's like, yay, nepotism. I'm also pretty good at my job, but nepotism. <laughs> the combination is unstoppable. Yeah, with the exception of the fact that you uh, prosecuted a man. Not really prosecuted him, but, you know, like, framed him uh, for a letter that belonged to your father. Eh, you know, let's let bygones be bygones. <laughs> you know, we not, since we're not talking about stuff. Let's, you know, let's not talk about the fact that, you know, I burned a letter that would prove my father was, you know, a Bonapartist uh-huh. while I pretend to be a royalist. That's right. And then daddy's keeping other letters that fuck me over uh-huh. later. And what I love is that the father is, like, sitting here, like, laying in bed, you know, dis- disabled, but still having these conversations with his eyes. Yeah. And the occasional, you know, finger of his, his, his granddaughter you know, running over the dictionary and he'll just stop her in dead words that mm-hmm. don't matter. And it's like, she'll be like, he, he, and then like, he's he like, how, well, how do you know he's going to use the dictionary? He'll just be staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's like, do you want the dictionary? And he's like, it was, it's like a blink, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a one, blink. It's like one blink for yes, one, one two bl- blinks for no. Two for like no, right. And it's like, so he'll just blink twice, yes, I want. I want the, <laughs> or he's like, yeah, yeah, no, like no, blinking no. Blinking feverishly, like, yes, I want the dictionary. 
like, who killed him? Um, and you just, like, just run your finger over Could you him. imagine how strong his ocular muscles must be oh from all God. that blinking? He's probably oh. got huge eyebrows, and they're, they're like, muscular and, and fluffy. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I felt really bad, though. Like, seeing it from, like, the, the kid's point of view. Because, come on. Which kid? Franz. Oh. Because he's literally like, hey... Hi guys. Oh, my daddy got killed, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Some some mm-hmm. Bonapartist guys. Yeah. And and then you know I made friends with this cool guy, and and I'm gonna marry this nice lady. She yep. she's all right. She doesn't seem friendly, but she all right. Well, you killed my daddy. Mm-hmm. What the? And he's, just, and he's just like in the room, blinking away, <laughs> like, talking about yeah, I killed your father. Just, just when you he's were practically two. daring him, like I yeah, kill yeah. you too with my eyeballs. That's right. I killed your father when I was when he when you was two. Yeah, you are orphan. Because I made you that way. Right. Uh, by the way. Your father ju- dueled me fair and square and I won because I was better. That's right. Um. By the way, I dumped his body in a creek. That's why it was never found. Because that's why it wasn't found. Because, you know, somebody probably, I don't know if there's, you know, alligators in France. But he did. I just, there's one particular character from Venture Brothers. I'm trying to remember his name. I was trying to look him up a moment ago. But he, every time I think of this guy, I think of that character from Venture Brothers. I'll... Post up a photo later. Uh, are you talking about uh, Roy Brisby? Yes, is that yes. it? From Brisbyland. Yes, yes. 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 W- would you like some pandas milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy. Look at that. That's yes. Yeah. <laughs> the dinner at the Count's house. Yes. Where he has all these people over, and then he's like, he's standing there. He's like, oh, you know. I love the house, but there's one room that just, there's just something about it. It feels so dreary. And then he's like standing there and he brings them all and like watching her reaction as she's like faints from like seeing the same red curtains and the whole thing. So imagine if you were a victim of a crime mm-hmm. and instead of cleaning up in the house where that crime took, a pl- took place, someone else bought it and they kept the one crime scene room, <laughs> just as it just is. Just exactly as it is. Not a stitch of blood removed. Mm-hmm. All I, mean, all. I mean, she wasn't a victim. She, I'm not saying she, you know, like, she I'm was, saying. She was part of the perpetration. I'm not saying she crime. was a victim. I'm saying, but imagine yourself, uh, let's say somebody killed your favorite pet, and you watched it. And, and you know, you've left, and you've trying to kind of, you know, put it out of your mind. And now somebody's like, hey, remember where we killed your dog? Let's go right back there. Right. And then they go from the bedroom where where she basically birthed this, like, child. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, let's get some fresh air. Let's get some fresh air. And then proceeds to take them out back. And then it's like, I would, Procurer, I wish to make a claim. Yeah. And then he goes and he stomps on the ground. And he's like, the darndest thing. We were digging up the dirt to fix things. And we found a box with a baby in it. I wish to make the statement. And then they have the conversation later where the procureur is talking to Madame Dongla, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's like, there's no way he would have found the baby because... I already dug that shit up. I, I went back and dug it up and it wasn't there. And then proceeds to try to find out about the Count by first going and interviewing Abbe Busoni, who then tells him, oh, you have to go talk to that, that Lord Wilmore. Lord Wilmore. <laughs> And all these people are the count. <laughs> They're the count, right? And so he's just like well, cutting ping pong thing. between. He doesn't go as himself. No. He also disguises himself as a police officer 
So it's literally like, the cat's sitting there like, yeah, motherfucker, hi. There's a scene where I think he's sitting outside waiting, and then the abbe passes. And then two minutes later, the count opens the door. I was like, oh, that was my friend Abbe Busoni. He was just here. He left. And it's just like, he's the guy's sitting on the couch, and he watches Abbe walk by. And then two seconds later, the count walks in. It's like, how come no one's ever like, how come they're never in the same room at the same time? Part of this book feels like an episode of Darkwing Duck. <laughs> it's like somebody's running around to different parts of a you know different doors in the same room yeah pretending to be a different person you know throwing a cape over their face it's like i'm not who you think i am <laughs> these are not this is not the count you were looking for i mean again it's 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 the batman story mm-hmm. like they, they even did this on, on, on batman uh the animated series mm-hmm. where someone finally asked like is Batman and Bruce Wayne not in the same building at the same time? And Batman being Batman, he, he got Superman to dress up as Batman to show Bruce Wayne. But the Count don't even need to do that because these guys aren't smart enough. No, nope. yeah, they're being tripped by like, like, like the way that you know Superman tricks everyone. Glasses. That he's, he's a whole different person. I'm gonna put on these really dark glasses. Uh huh. Not even dark. It's just black frame. Just dark frame. It's just dark frame. It's like you can see the eyes. So his eyes are exactly the same. His face has not changed. There's no. You know, you know, uh, stage makeup, anything. It's just glasses. Mm-hmm. So either these people are very, you know, like incredibly gullible, or these glasses are very, very well, you know, like very, you know, form fitting to his face or something. I don't know, but it's it's like you can't really believe that a person would disappear behind glasses that are clear, <laughs> especially with the same curly cue. They both yes. have the same curly cue. Yes, but um, maybe it's the style. It's maybe in the fifties, everybody had a curly cue. Maybe, <laughs> but yeah, like. He, he's playing this this role where he's literally like playing this guy. Well, I love that um, the Abe g- gave him a last name. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, he's from this place. Blah, 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 blah. I love him. He's my friend. He's always been great. I knew his father. Like, he goes into this whole story mode. And then the guy's like, is there anyone that doesn't like him? He's like, oh, yes, Lord Wilmore. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. He's making his own enemies. Yes. He's just inventing them. And Wilmar's like, oh, this guy's a douchebag. And I find it interesting that he would say, he's like, oh, he has a silver mine. He's not as rich as he pretends. Why did he drop that? I feel like that's going to come back somewhere later. Definitely a foreshadow. Hmm. It's like, I picked that up too. I just I haven't given it much thought. Yeah. Like I was like, why, why say that? There has to be a reason why. Oh, he definitely. That definitely. So where can I buy a mustache? Because I have a couple crimes I need to commit. <laughs> And well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn myself in as a, as another person. Well, it's not just a mustache. You have to remember when you're talking to someone, you have to sit against the light, so the light's behind you. Right. Because for some reason, no one has noticed he does this. It's like he'll go into a room. It's like, hey, homie, why don't you sit? Why are you sitting way over there? <laughs> oh, okay, I guess we'll sit over there. But the light is blind. Oh, he does that to uh, in one of the rooms. Yeah, and then where the he guy... opens the shade to blind him, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, "I can't see." <laughs> okay, I close him a little bit. A little bit. Oh, my eyes are not adjusting well, though. Oh, that's too oh, bad. For you. Again, I think that's to hide his reactions and to hide his, because like you know, if someone says something, he's gonna react the same way that he reacted when he was first talking to Katarus uh, at the hotel when he first got back. And whatever Gadarus was telling him was causing him to physically react right. as the Count while he's under the, the guise of yeah, the he Abbe. Has, he hasn't been playing these other people long enough to kind of disguise his, his emotion. Yeah. Right, and that's the thing. I was just like, that's the one thing that 
that would have made it even better is if they if he had been able to be true master of his face and of his emotions and like yeah. really really just hone in and not give himself away well, in those really ways. after his escape you know he was kind of you know like just dealing with how hard this was going to be for him this, there's this. that one nice that one very very brief moment where he had just finished talking to somebody and then they leave and he's talking to himself and he's like I've had enough of this poison and then he goes back and it's the first time we see him talk to Dante to add to a day. If you hear a little tapping, it's my little dog coming to get water. Okay, he he is here for water. There are not enough dogs in this story. That's one of the uh, problems I have with it. There's no dogs. No dogs in this story. What kind of French? What kind of people are the French that they have no dogs? Are they a dog culture? I don't know. Are they? I don't know. If you're if you're from France and you're listening to this, do you guys have a lot of dogs? Because we sure have a lot of dogs in New York. Yeah. Please comment on our our, our Twitter. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, old book podcast on Twitter. Old book podcast. Old underscore books, books underscore, underscore podcast. podcast on Instagram. Yes. What um, are your favorite characters so far? Well, of course, you gotta love Edmond because he he's becoming this whole different person. He's you know like uh, he started off very uh, like I said, uh, uh, Popeye the Sailor Man, mm-hmm. and now he's all uh, James Bond. But I, I so you gotta love Edmond. I want to see more of Mercedes. Yeah, you know, we'll read more of Mercedes. Um, uh, Franz, I, f- I feel like he's a a kind of savvy guy because, mm-hmm. you know, the airs that the, the Count is putting on, everybody else it seems to be so easily swayed. But, you know, Franz is like, yeah, you I Yeah, you I You aight. You know, like, um, I am suspicious of yeah, you. Yeah, I'm suspicious. And, you know, just because you got money don't mean that you're the greatest. But, you know, you aight. I think And it's... he kind of, like, uses his... Like one of his his things is like, okay, I gotta get this guy to like me. Otherwise, if he doesn't like me, Albert's not gonna like me. So th- there's that. I that made me respect friends of all so far. And of course, the bushy eyed. Uh, 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 what's his name? It's not Marcef. It's a. Uh, no. It's a. Uh, Noatier. Noatier. One I just like saying Noatier. I don't know how to spell it. I'm gonna figure it out, and I'm just gonna say it all the time. Noatier. So maybe that'll be my Tumblr. Maybe. Noatier on Tumblr. <laughs> How do I spell? How do you spell Noatier? Do you ha- what? Are, who are your favorite characters thus far? Again, the Count. Yeah. Because how could you not like this badass. guy? He's badass. He's he he is the French Batman. Yes. Um. After him, it's difficult. Because I I always like a story that has a good bad guy. Of course. And that's one of the reasons why. The beginning of the book, I really like Dunglar. Mm-hmm. And then we get reintroduced to him, and for a minute, it's like, oh man, he's become a little bitch. His wife is slapping him around, and then he has that money talk. You're like, oh, yeah. there he is. That's my boy Dunglar. Yeah, that's right. There he oh, is. He's still there. Right. Um, um, we rich because my name is rich. Um, don't nobody care who how you spend your money, so you better get mine. <laughs> ain't after- gonna be no horses around here <laughs> if I ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, it's like. There's a lot of different characters where it's like, I see their importance. Yeah. I don't know if I care too much for them. No. Like, like you know that there's there's um, there's all the young guys, the the Maximilian Morel, and he's supposed to be you know the the young super nice guy that everyone's like, yay, I like him. And I was like, all right, he's there. Yeah, I'm wondering yeah. why he's still in the book. Like, because uh... he fell in love with Fence Girl. That's it. They they. I, I think Fence he's he's, he's supposed to be like the the happy part of the story because I don't feel like 
the way this is going, like the count's gonna end up with like, I have all the happiness. I think it's gonna be more like I have gotten my revenge, and now I will go and sail away. Batman never gets his revenge; he just finds a new villain. This is true. Um, who else do I like? I really, I actually like the character Katarus. He's so slimy, but like at the scene where he like cooks him dinner, he's like. I don't have as much as you have, but I can still cook well. And he's like, he's like, just, he's so slimy that it's good. Like, he's just like, come on, is that any way to talk to your friends? You will forget about me. But yeah, just like every time Kataru shows up, he's just. He does so something sl- during the dinner. I'm not going to say until you read it. Mm-hmm. That at one point I was just like, is he just being a douchebag about it? And then when you see why he did it, you're like, oh, he's not just slimy. He's also very intelligent. I don't know if you caught it. The sketches? Nope, not the sketches. No. No. What? You want me to talk about it? Yeah, talk about it. Well, just give me a hint. So, A hint. Andrea. Yeah. Or Benedetto. Yeah. Does something everyone tells him not to do, which is buy a big-ass diamond that he right. wears on his finger. Ah. Katsurus asks him for it. Is that what that was? Oh! You have to read the book. Yeah. It's so good. It's going to be a good train ride home. It's <laughs> yes. going to be good. Oh, I didn't know what that was. You're going to hear it on my phone so I can get the home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to hear it and you're going to think, slimy bastard. Yeah. And you're going to be like, ooh, smart. Still slimy. Yeah. But smart. We like smart slime. Other than Noatier. I mean, his scene in revealing all that stuff was Yeah, imagine amazing. you sitting you standing in a room with a disabled person and they're going to reveal a secret and they have not told you beforehand, and you've already protected them for one giant secret in the past. It's like and there was nothing he can do about it. Not a damn thing. Like cause you you knew deal. Procureur de Bois, like right. he knew, he knew it. Yep. And he's like staring at him, like, no, stop talking. Oh, well, not, not even stop talking. That's right. Oh, Blinky. Stop, stop, stop blinking. blinking. <laughs> no more blinking. And, and every time. Curse your blinking. Every time he kept trying to stop the, the, the whole thing, like, because in the letter it doesn't give like, the name. Yeah, you wouldn't, you know, because my father can't speak, which all of a sudden now he's speaking, um, you know, because my father can't speak, you really can't do anything, right? You can go home now. It's all right. I told him not to go get you. And it's like every little bit. It's like, yeah, yeah. You need, you need, you need to, to stop. That's right. How you gonna be a notary and you can't note nothing because he can't say nothing, right? That all makes sense. Go home. You good? You want a peach? He's like trying so hard to end that conversation. And you know the guy reads the letter. He's like, oh, who did this? And, and he's like, well. He can't speak, so we'll never know. So everyone leave the room, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please leave. Here, I'll get the door for you. Would you like a drink on your way out? It's like, and the guy's like, mm. like, oh, he's looking at the dictionary. Where, where should I go? M. Yeah. So it's, it's this crazy thing where she's reading the alphabet. She's like, A. B, looking, looking at his eyes and his mm-hmm. bushy eyebrows. A, a, B, B, C, C, C. Yes. Oh, C. <laughs> and then they scroll through the, the entire. Then we all go through the, the unabridged dictionary and we go through all the words. <laughs> <Unabridged>. <laughs> and we're gonna go through all of them 
and I'm gonna you, you know like you stare blank, at you intently as you, my finger moves. You blink in the in the affirmative when you when I get to the right word. And he's like, well, who killed my father? It's like, let's go to uh, A, B, Z, and he stops M. M? Well, who could it be? And then he goes through and he says, is myself. Is the, did, are you trying to say that you killed my father? Hard blinking, yes. Yeah, and just hard blinking, yes. I, I killed, think it was. I killed the <laughs> fuck out of him. This is a cross eyed, like, yes. <laughs> he's like, go to F. F? Okay, F, F U? That's right, I killed the. <laughs> Fuck! One character I actually don't like is Fence Girl. For some reason, she irritates me so much. (laughs) 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 No, but just every time that she just seems very indecisive, and because he's. He's looking at those fingers with... Uh, Why are you 550 miles away from the mic? Am, 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 can you hear me now? Yes, I can okay, hear Okay, well, let me say this real slow. He, not only is he licking her fingers, but she's been working in the garden before he's licking those fingers. Uh, Has anybody thought about that? That's pretty disgusting. Has she? Isn't she, like, you know, like, toiling in the dirt or, like, in the garden? No, he's the gardener. Well, all I know is they don't have running water in this house. <laughs> it's the 17th century. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's true. Oh, shit. And it's France, so there's a lot of perfume. Uh, uh, so no. it's all it's all stinky. I don't know. It's just the whole, her whole character nasty. is just irritating to me. That's right. There's no Purell in this century. So. <laughs> well, a lot of their like conversations <laughs> slash, I guess I'll call them arguments, where she's like, "I'm suffering," nah, 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 yeah. nah. and he counters with. But I suffer more for all I've gotten to do is stare at you and tell you I love you even though we never really met. And it's like, hey, they're such a weird, yeah, desperate couple. Yeah, yeah and it's, the, it's I think it. the only reason why she's leaving with him is so that she doesn't have to marry this dude. That's right. Who wasn't a bad guy. Still, he's not the guy I want to marry. I mean, he's a nice guy. Not the guy I want to marry. Hung out with the Count and everything. Yeah. I love how the count is very obviously making moves to get Dungla to marry his Mosef. To marry who? The the Cavalcanti? Yeah. Dungla. Yeah, so like she was supposed to marry him and and now the Cavalcanti's here. But every single time they put it to the count, the count's like I did nothing. Don't ever say that I did anything. I have done nothing at all to help. He's like, I, he's like, I don't even know this kid. He just showed up, and I owe his dad a favor, so I haven't kicked him out. Uh, yeah, he's like, when he's talking to Dungla, he's like, well, I don't know anything about him, but and I heard he's got lots of money, and I don't know anything about him, but I heard he's got an old name in Italy, and I don't know anything about him. I won't even speak to his character, but, you know, I heard that he's going to give whoever he marries a lot of money and, and all of these things. So it's just, like, and then Dunglas like, eating it up. He's like, really? And 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 this and that. He's like, well, I, I'm sure if he married a banker, he'd invest in the bank. And Dunglas' eyes are just, like, glistening. Right, and Dunglas' like, he's like, why is he in France? He's like, well, he's Italian. The only reason he'd be in France is to find a wife, but... I didn't say that. <laughs> like, I don't know everything he's like, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. It's like that old uh, In Living Cullen character. It's like, you ain't heard that from me. That that sort of thing. Uh-huh. It's, like, it's like, oh, he got stink feet, but you ain't heard that from me kind of thing. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and of course, like, once we 
when we're first introduced to Mr. Cavalcanti, we have no idea who he is. Right. He's just we we know he's he he's posing because the Abbe sent him a letter and told him like, "Hey, listen, I know you've had some troubled life, so if you pretend to be someone else, you'll get money." Honestly, if I'm that guy, I'm a little suspicious. I was like, wait, the church guy is telling me to lie to get money? Right. But this is the same church that killed people to get money. That's true. But he goes along with it anyways. And he's smart enough where he shows up because the guy who's playing his father is also lying. He's like, how much they pay you? Well, they pay me this much. How much they pay right. you? They and pay that... me this much. Should we say somebody? Nah, homie, this is good money. You right. Right. I don't know. I, I would. I feel. I don't know if I would have been so forthright about that information. Like almost immediately, almost is. almost immediately, he's like, "Well, how much are they paying you?" And the father is like uncomfortable addressing the truth about it. And he's like, "I'm an actor too. I'm getting paid this much. Are they paying you this much?" Da 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 da. And the count standing there watching. I guess he assumed that they would do that. Well, here's here's what I what I took from that scene. Both of these guys are low life, dirty thieves. And they knew one of two things. Either this was a legit job and they were going to get their money, or this was a setup. And by coming into a room with the guy who's supposed to be your dad, and you know you know damn well, this motherfucker know I ain't his kid. Mm-hmm. So it's either you're being set up, or this is a good job. So there's only one way to verify. You playing this motherfucker too? Yeah. I Okay. <laughs> That's right. Done. That's right. If we both lying, then neither of us is lying. Right. Uh, it's, yes. It's, it's that whole, you know, if I'm the crook by myself, I can fall. But you a crook too? We both got something on the line, so neither one of us gonna fuck up. That's right. yeah, that's, true. that's that's the relationship I saw. Yeah, between I was just wondering. I was wondering at that moment if the count figured they would do that. Of course, they would immediately come forward about their engagements. Well, it would also show him how, if he would be able to work with them, because mm-hmm. there's one thing to like, all right, I'm gonna get this guy to pretend. But if he can't even get past, like, this one test, how's he going to get past all these other assholes? Mm-hmm. But he's like, okay, he's he's good enough to know a liar when he's in the presence of another liar. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to put him in the presence of a whole lot of lies. <laughs> so he's like, all right. Yeah, he's like, okay. And also confirmed to him if he wasn't sure before, he's like, well, this guy's scum. Yep. Yep, good. yep. This, 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 is, this is what I need. Scum. <laughs> so, Esteban and I were talking. And we started casting roles. Nah. We did two casts. We did a cast for, like, a real action, like, like not action, but, like, who we actually think would do a good job in the role. And then we did a, like, real life out the window, like, ridiculous cast. Bad shit crazy movie. No. Uh, I don't remember all of the choices. I remember we picked Antonio Banderas to play Friends. Not Friends. Uh, Ferdinand Mondego. Ferdinand, yeah. Mondego, the Catalan. I think we chose, um, oh, what's her name? For uh, for Mercedes? Mercedes? Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek from yeah. Mercedes. Well, here, here's the thing that I, like, I sat down. Like, I was like, if I'm going to pick a woman to play an older Spanish woman, mm-hmm. and I work in Hollywood, they only allow, like, two Spanish women to play right. Spanish women. That's right. <laughs> Salma Hayek mm-hmm. and J-Lo. Yes. And I feel like Salma Hayek is the better actor. So we did we who did we pick for the rest of the roles? Like we were having trouble because it's like a lot of these roles have to be very like they have to be able to pull off specific things. Right. So for me, the defining 
character necessity for Dongla would have to be that he could be very poised 99% of the time, but be able to have that bitch where's my money conversation uh-huh. and pull it off well. Mm-hmm. So Alec Baldwin? No. Alright, I don't know. His first name that came to mind. No, no. I was, um, who, uh, we thought about the actor that plays Wednesday. In, um, oh, Christina Ricci? What? Wednesday what? Adams? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Wednesday from American um, American Gods. Ah, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Nate's been telling me it's really good. It's, it's good. Yeah. I, I read the book, and there are specific changes to the character that I'm not super about, specifically for Shadow. But Wednesday is really good. Um... Because these characters have to be, like, older. Because at this point, they're all in their 40s, 50s. 50s. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned your the guy who plays the villain in... Um, Fringe. Fringe. I'm really terrible at names. He's so. also uh, starring in Chernobyl, uh, Jared Harris. Wow. Yeah. So he could probably do an interesting Dangla. Because he has a very large range. He can go from just to kind of psychopathic... Yes. One dive. of my favorite villains. You had picked Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. For what role? Hannibal. <laughs> I can see him watch play. I can watch him play him. My heart palpitates. I picked him from the Procurel. Procurel Duvoir. Duvoir. Oh, definitely. Because, you know, it's that presence yeah. of a lawman. Yeah. You can, like, chill out for a bit. Yeah. And back to the law. And they can man. have these, like, cat and mouse conversations mm-hmm. really well. Um. Dennis, do you have any actors to... We couldn't figure out Kataroos. No. We, we need needed somebody extra slimy. Extra slimy, yeah. Somebody slimy. Who does slime really well? It, that's right. really hard. Oh. My first my first choice would have been uh, uh, Alan Rickman, but, you know... God, right, because of Snape and yeah, all that? Yeah. You know, that had the same thought. I was like, but, you know, got you know, rest of the soul. Yeah. Turn to page 394. You lost me, but um, Harry Potter. I assumed, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a, a very particular moment yeah. where he, that he's famous for. Who else am I? Is like, is there is there anyone who? That's you... what we were having trouble with. It's like, who's that slimy? Who's okay, that the double only person stabbing? That comes to mind, and that's because he made me hate him for a month after I saw his for his performance of this character. I hated him for a full month, like like literally, like if I, if he could if he was in front of me during this month, I might have hurt him. Well, I might have gone after him. And his name is Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> after I saw Gladiator. Uh, oh, God, That's the yeah. one that we talked about. Yeah, like, we mentioned so Joaquin Phoenix yesterday. You could not say Joaquin or Phoenix anywhere <laughs> near me. Yeah. I would lose my mind. Interesting. Huh. I didn't think about him for that kind of a role. So they made they made a Count movie in 2002. Interesting. Yes. Do you want to know who Albert was played by? Who? Superman. By uh, Fat Cavill? Yeah. What? Uh, Superman, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's, what name, you... <laughs> Henry's Cavill's nickname, apparently, in school was Fat Cavill because he was chubby. Oh, that's fucked so up. So I don't call him Henry Cavill anymore because obviously he's gorgeous and well and very fit. Yeah. But you, for, for my own sake, I call him Fat Cavill. Aww. Because he'll never see me and he doesn't care. Aww. He's Henry Cavill. Oh, Henry. I'm just the co-star in the podcast. Is his name Henry? Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Superman. Oh. Or if he does well, and I really, really, really want him to do well, he will be Gerald Rivia to me. Who? 
So they're doing a Witcher show. Mm-hmm. And he's the main character. I have no idea what Witchers are. I'm and bad it's your fri- fault. I'm a horrible friend. That's I'm right. so sorry. That's right. I've still have never seen Naruto. Jesus. And many of the people listening to this podcast know why they're bad friends because of that. We we have we have lost direction a bit, but we'll come back to that later. That's right. Um so this is around where we got to the casting for normal things, mm-hmm. and then we just started losing our it train just, of thought. Yeah, of course, crazy. Yeah, as you do. So, so we went into the crazy casting. So immediately, <laughs> because I have to cast him in every movie, because I love this man, as the Count, Sean Connery. Because, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> because he doesn't do accents. He's just Irish. Yeah. All the time, no so, matter what. So no one asks. Well, you also have to go put Christopher Walken in here somewhere. Oh. Because it'll be great, because, you know, the Count doing all the costumes. Oh, but he could no- be the guy, he could be the governor of the, of the, uh, the, uh, Chateau d'If. The guy, the guy who comes in yeah, and checks, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and checks. Man, you really, right. I can't, yeah. I can't do the Christopher Walken mm-hmm. to save my life, but, but yeah, I could hear him be like, you see, really the, right. the, the problem with doing Christopher Walken is, we're doing him. He's not doing anybody. <laughs> 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 he's just talking. Right. But, yeah. Because he's walking. So, so of course we, uh, we, I had to, I so had to, had to throw into Sean Connery with the, with the, he's playing the Abbe, supposedly Italian, yeah. he's still sounding Irish. Yes. I am, I am the Abbe. Yeah. Like, are you Irish? I'm Italian. I'm Italian. <laughs> and then he walks in as Lord Wilmore. I am Lord Wilmore. Yeah. Are you Irish? God damn it, I'm English. Right. <laughs> then, I'm so obviously French, yes. And then, you know, he walks in. I am the Count of Monte Cristo. Are you Irish? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Me gusta. Uh, of course, we had uh, William Shatner in there. Because he's another one that makes it to everything. Exactly. Who did we cast as Shatner? Um, Dongla. Because yeah. he had the conversation with his wife. Like, mm-hmm. just, just you will that. not fuck with yeah. my money. <laughs> just, just the pauses for intensity. Ma- money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frank leaving this house, <laughs> Hebrew national or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Hebrew national? Yeah, it's Frank. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> Dennis, get out. <laughs> if you weren't looking for puns on this podcast, you hired the wrong co-host. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I know we threw Samuel L. Jackson somewhere in there because you have to have a Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, he wants a purple lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not that kind of movie, dude. We'll make it that movie. <laughs> Who was Samuel L. Jackson? I don't know. Uh, Maximilian? No. Could you picture him slobbering over some woman's house through hand through a fence? Get nah. your motherfucking hand through this fence, bitch. Have you <laughs> ever seen any of the Spike Lee movies he was in? Maybe. He can do dirty. You I'm sure. Disgusting. I'm sure. Yes. What so do I, we think of Ade? I think she's part of a larger plan. Yeah, definitely. But I wonder if she's in on it. I wonder how much of this she knows. Right. Does I, she know that the I count... I don't think she does. Like, I feel like... Is that like she, she, She's indebted to him. Because, mm-hmm. of course, he purchased her, freed her from her slavery. But is that true? Hmm. We're taking all this on... You know the the word of a man who's pretending to be several other people. No, no, you should have read um, a conversation he has with her, 
where he's when he's telling her to go experience France, she's like, I don't need to. I just need to love you, he who saved me. She's like, she's only loved two men. Okay. Her father, her father and, and him. him. Yes. But even though she believes she was saved from slavery, mm-hmm. we also know that Albert thinks he was slave, saved from a wedding, from, from a wedding and a, uh, from abandoned, mm-hmm. which we know is he might be abandoned to other people. But we know he's a friend well, of the Count. We we can I, we can. I don't trust the Count at all because the Count is not the Count. The Count is Edmond Dantes. Yes, true. But th- she is deeply connected to the crime that Fernand made. Okay. And he was the one who sold her because mm-hmm. she became his possession once he betrayed her daddy. Yes. Because you know he's. Let's he, come back. He, yeah. he he learned after betraying Edmond. He's like, well, I betrayed Edmond and I got the woman I wanted. I wonder what will happen when I betray this rich... I believe this guy's Arabic, not Greek. I'm not sure. She's Asian. The Ali Pasha. <laughs> so he betrayed him, and uh, he's like, oh, I got money and two women. But I guess that's where he drew the line. He's like, oh, I don't want to own women, so I'm going to sell them, because that was better. Toxic masculinity. Mm. Douchebag. Like, I don't want to own a woman, but I will sell one. Right, because the mother dies when she sees her husband's head on a pike. That usually does it. That's mad depressing. Mm. That whole that whole thing was very depressing. Crushed me when I saw a Ned Stark's head come off. Oh please! It did. I was very upset. <laughs> uh, I, I ran around if, for a week talking about it. He's but he was on the poster. He was on the poster. Dennis, that just makes you a bad Sean Bean fan. It is. Because honestly, like the moment like the show starts, say, "Oh man, this show is cool." And it's like, Ned Stark, the most noble guy. All right. And then Sean Bean. I'm like, oh, he's going to die. Why? He, there is no red shirt for Sean Bean. He is the red shirt. He's the red shirt of he, actors. He is. Well, I just they just cast a new sleaze in my mind. Great. Uh, the gentleman who played Joffrey. Joffrey. No, but that reminds me of somebody else. Who? Um, the one that was Lord of the Rings. Uh, the guy that leaves to go to Sauron. Wormtongue. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I think it's mostly the hair. Because it's just It's so got to be, yeah, long and black. But he had, like, with that pale, mm-hmm. that pale complexion and that, like. And when he's talking to the yeah. girl. That... Yeah. That, oh, the oh, bad, yeah. Oh, the bad teeth. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. the bad teeth. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's kind of ruse. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of ruse. I wonder what he would look like today, though. Because he was. He'd be nowhere near a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Look him up to see what he looks like. No, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Karabus present day. I think that just about covers everything. So will the next po- the next uh, portion of our podcast be the end of yes. this book? Will we yes. have to be finished? It, the next podcast. I, I kind of want that to happen. Yes. Because I love the book so far. But I'm it's a long time. a lot of book. I'm looking forward to the end for two reasons. One, to finish it. Yes. And also to see how it ends yes. with all of these different moving pieces and all these characters that definitely need their comeuppance. And somebody better die. Like somebody important, like one of the main characters has got to die. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Somebody's got to die. I'm sure they will. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. If you did, uh, please follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we also have a Tumblr page if That's you right. if you live in Tumblr, um, old books podcast. That's right. Um, on Twitter, on 
Tumblr, mm-hmm. on Instagram, not Facebook. Not Facebook. So old. Um, you can email us at suggestions at oldbookspodcast.com. We want to hear yeah. from you. Um, if you if you enjoyed it, the best way yeah, yeah, the best way you can uh, you can support us is by engaging with us, have conversations with us online. Uh, let us know what you think, what your thoughts are. If you have questions, uh, put them all up so that we can communicate and say hi and, and get to know our listeners. Um, also, if you pause this podcast right now and share it with someone who you think will like it, that would be tremendously helpful too. Just sharing the love and sending us out to people who uh, would appreciate a podcast like ours. That's right. And suggest the book. Suggest the yes. book. Uh-huh. We're going to be doing this for a while. Yeah, forever. We've got a lot of time. It's not going nowhere. There are a lot of books to read. That's right. All the books. All the books. Um, congratulations to Dennis for agreeing to be a co-host. I got... And what is that? <laughs> so this is the guy who plays Wormtongue. None of you can see oh. this. But he is actually on one of the, X-Files the best episode. X-Files episodes. That's right. I did not know this, but he's an amazing actor. Is he is he on that episode that you showed me where the guys are boning their mom? No, no, no that this, one is weird. This was about a serial killer who's predicting other people's deaths. It ah. is really good, really good. Okay, but before we get into that, or before we go watch that, uh, thank you guys for listening to the episode. We really hope that you enjoyed it. The next podcast will be the close of the Count of Monte Cristo. Hopefully you've enjoyed it thus far and you'll be returning to hear our discussion on the end of the book, which I'm hoping should be everything that it's shaping up to be. Yeah. Um, I set up a Patreon page. We fancy. Um, It's just really simple $5 uh, contribution and you get monthly Q&As and maybe um, unedited files so you can hear all the background banter that I usually cut out of the episodes that I upload to the podcast. That's where the good stuff is. The the casual banter, yeah. yeah it's we're actually fun. friends. We're not just got, some not just people sitting around a table, and you know talking about books. Mm-hmm. We like each other. Sometimes. And, and we Wait, do the table here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> S one can't see the table over the phone. We keep to, to we have us from his cough. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag facts. S one is in a phone box of emotion. <laughs> Wait, we need a photo of this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're gonna cut it off. Not we'll catch you next time. Bye. I, I don't wanna. Uh, I don't wanna uh, uh, the the foam uh, room. I want one of those uh, Hannibal Lecter masks. <laughs> but that'll block you from the mic. I'm sure we can find one for the mic built in. Hello, Clarice. That's right. Clarice. All right. Bye. bye. Say bye. Adios. That's right. Uh, au revoir. It's a French book. We gotta say au revoir. Au revoir. Yeah, that's right. Au revoir. That's right. <laughs>